What's up, church planners, pastors, and disciple makers? My name is Jared Huntley, coming to you from Washington, D.C., and I'm with my good friend Logan Douglas, who's coming to you from Reykjavik, Iceland. You are listening to In the Trenches, a podcast by ordinary church planters that exists to encourage and equip other church planters and pastors to make disciples in hard places. Logan, what's going on, man? How are you? I'm doing well, Jared. Uh, getting kind of in the Christmas mood. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Like, do you do you watch Christmas movies? Do you, mm. Are you one of those people who partakes in the Christmas movie watching? Yeah, I'm not a big movie guy. Um, I just I don't watch a lot of movies. Uh, I like Elf. Elf is a great Christmas movie. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, um, it's very true. I don't know. Yeah, I don't really like. I've never seen It's a Wonderful Life. Uh, I've I don't never think seen, I've seen that one either. Yeah, I don't know. I just so, can't. I can't get what into. What about it. Um, a Christmas story? Yeah, I, I like a Christmas story, but I think I've seen it so many times that, like, I just. I mean, I'll watch it if it's on, you know, like, so like Christmas afternoon after the presents has been open and we've eaten ham and mashed potatoes and green bean casserole and everybody's full and we're lounging around and somebody throws on a Christmas story on the TV. Yeah. You know, I'll watch it like it's kind of a thing, mm-hmm. but I won't maybe like pay full attention to it. Like I might doze in and out of sleep. It's kind of one of those movies oh. for me, but I like it. It's good. Okay. Do you know that Ralphie from a Christmas story is in Elf? What? Like, yeah. Like a literal elf? Yeah, he is. He is in elf. He, oh, he's, he's the elf. <laughs> no, he's not an elf. He is in elf. Maybe I should I say like, that. Ralphie, where are you he, going? With no, this? Ralphie is not an elf. Okay. He is in, in elf. the so, movie Elf. Okay, yeah, I was so like, the movie, I was like, so the movie. Does elf, Logan believe in elves? Like, what? I mean, I do live in Iceland, and this? there yeah. are elf schools and lots of elf lore. But no. Um, <laughs> Are you are are you aware that he is in the movie Elf? I am not. I was not aware of that. I was okay. not. Do you do you have a pretty good memory of the movie Elf to where if I yes. refer to a scene, you'll remember it? Yes. Okay. Do you remember the elf who comes up to Will Ferrell and is talking about how many uh, etch sketches have you made? And you know, yeah. And he's checking his his product. Uh, and it's the one that uh, Elf or Will Ferrell goes. I'm a cotton headed, yeah, cotton headed ninny muggins. Yeah. So the elf that he says that to, and mm-hmm. the elf that reassures him, you're not a cotton headed ninny muggins, mm-hmm. uh, buddy. That is the actor who plays oh. Ralphie. Oh wow! I did not yep. know that. How did you yep. know that piece of information? I spend way too much time on imdb.com, ah. the Internet Movie Database.com. So unlike you, I love movies. I watch a lot of movies, yeah. and I know a lot of random facts about movies and actors. And okay. so that's a random, well, you quick. know, that probably came from me looking up, you know, a Christmas story actors wondering where they were and mm. seeing that. Oh, that's that's Ralphie. That's well, funny. That's funny. Yeah. Okay. Well, quick rapid fire. What's the top three Christmas movies according to Logan Douglas? Ooh, see my, my dark side's going to come out in this Uh-oh. and I'm okay with it. So the top <laughs> one is Tim Burton's a nightmare before Christmas. Ah, okay. Uh, which by most people's assessment is not a traditional Christmas movie, no. but I've liked that for a long time. Uh, so, and the soundtrack is epic. Danny Elfman is such a good um, vocal performer for mm-hmm. Jack. And so that whole soundtrack, it's amazing. So yeah, um, number two is a movie called Scrooged. 
So it's a Bill Murray movie where it is a take on Charles Dickens' um, A Christmas Carol, mm-hmm. where Bill Murray plays a TV executive who's a very Scrooge-like character, and it follows the same. You know, he's visited by three ghosts, and it's just so funny mm. um, in, in true Bill Murray sense. Uh, so yeah, Scrooged, and then so my third one is is less than a week old. So Carl oh. and I watched this movie on Netflix called Klaus. Um, Klaus? K-L, yeah, Klaus. K-L-A-U-S. Klaus. Okay. Um, or Klaus, however you, I don't know Is how it, you would say it. Could it be Klaus, but, like Santa Claus? I mean, it, you would think, but I don't think we, I don't think if I met a guy whose name was K-L-A-U-S, which Klaus. is the first name, that I would go Klaus. It's a very German. Like I think it's Klaus. Very German name. Yeah. So that that name, uh, there's a movie on Netflix, and it is fantastic. It is an awesome it's like a origin movie? story. Yeah, it's new. It's new this year. Great, bo- I mean, amazing animation, fun story, great voice acting. Oh, so it's just an animated sto- movie. It's an animated movie. Okay. Yeah. And I mean, the storyline is really like it's a, again, it's an origin story mm-hmm. of the Santa Claus um, lore. Uh, if you're you know under the age of twelve and you're listening to this, I'm sorry, um, but <laughs> sorry for what? <laughs> you haven't uh, you haven't revealed anything. Yeah, yeah. Sorry for right. what, Logan? There's nothing to well, apologize they do, for. It, 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 I'm, I'm not sorry for anything. I, I don't know what our listener base is. Nine-year-olds so don't, don't know what lore means, so that is true. I feel like we're so safe it's, still. It is phenomenal. <laughs> I recommend so many people watch it. It is heartwarming. It is funny. It is so well done. Um, cool. And so, yeah. You know what? What like, about you? I, I might actually like check out those second two movies. I don't. I don't re- particularly want have a desire to see Nightmare Before Christmas or whatever it's called, but I. I mm-hmm. would like to see Scrooge because I like Bill Murray, and uh, I think I might check out this Klaus movie. Well, Sounds I think good. you need to watch both, and then you need to message me and tell me what you think. Okay, I will. All right. Yeah. So, what are your top three Christmas movies, like, bro? I honestly don't even know if I can name three. Like, probably Elf would be number one because mm-hmm. I just I I I like Will Ferrell a lot. I've always liked Will Ferrell. I know Will Ferrell is kind of like a polarizing figure for some people. Some people can't stand Will Ferrell. I I think he's I'm in hilarious. That group. You can't stand him. I can't. But this is one of the weird things. I mean, he is in one of my all-time favorite movies. Which one? Stranger Than Fiction. Ah, okay. See, well, it's and interesting. So is he that has a lot of the people, ability. Yeah. Well, a lot of people that don't like Will Ferrell do like Elf. That's one of the interesting things. Mm-hmm. Like people say, that's the only Will Ferrell movie I like is Elf. Like I don't know. But anyways, um, I'm somewhat similar. I do yeah. love Elf. A Christmas Story also would be a good one. Um, I was uh, White Christmas is kind of an older one. Um, remember that one? My wife was watching that the other day, and I was like, you know what? This is kind of like a good movie. That's I. That's a I. Doesn't that revolve around like World War Two or mm-hmm, something? Or World mm-hmm. War. I watched the first twenty minutes of that mm-hmm. because someone had recommended it, and, and you didn't like it. I'm not gonna lie, man. I just lost interest. Like, it's there's just, something about old movies. That, it's one of those movies that, like, again, you sit down and when you don't have anything to do, and you're just kind of lounging, and you know, you're you're on the you're on you're off work on the holidays, and yeah, so. And you can, it's like kind of one of those movies where 
if that's the only thing you're focusing on, it might not be that interesting. But if you're working on something else, maybe like maybe you're like working on something on your computer and it's on in the background, it's kind of interesting to, okay. you know, kind of one of well, those. Well, then movies. I might accept that challenge. I might, you know, get some work going on my computer and just yeah. find it on Netflix or on Disney Plus or something. I mean, and see, see what's going on. Don't take this as a ringing endorsement. I, I honestly, I just can't I have a hard time naming that many Christmas movies at, you know, so I, uh, yeah. I'm just not a big movie guy. Well, anyways, we should probably get to the topic. We're going to end up doing a whole episode about movies it's and Christmas, Christmas movies. It is. It, Merry they need Christmas. Gladelech Yol. Oh, that's Icelandic for Merry Christmas? It is. Gladelech Yol. I can't say that, so I'm not going to try. Well, that's okay. awesome. Uh, yeah, this is going to be the uh, uh, final episode of the year. We're going to be taking a little Christmas break. Uh, I'm going to be in Texas for Christmas and the great uh, state of Texas, the great state of Texas. Hey, you, um, need, you have, I think that's contractual. You have to say the great state of Texas. You do. You do. So excited to go there. Excited for the holidays. And today we are going to be, since it's our last episode of 20 or 2020, we're going to be talking about annual planning, productivity and calendaring because I still uh, wanted to interject and be like, since it's the last episode of 2020, we're going to, talk about doomsday prepping but anyway that would have been a funny joke that would be a uh, an interesting episode topic to do one day um i think that you know i mean doomsday prepping really all the prep you need to do is repent Prayer. and believe the gospel because <laughs> like i mean because there is a doomsday coming but you can't hide from it in a shelter that you built with lots of canned green beans and uh you know spam <laughs> it's not gonna That's do you much good when jesus returns um so yeah doomsday prep by repenting and believing the gospel that's our Amen. bam another episode knocked out right there we didn't, didn't even need to do a separate one we can just do a two for one special um but, but what we want to talk about more than doomsday prepping is annual planning productivity and calendaring because we're going to move forward as as if 2021 will happen um jesus could come back uh and maybe 20 this will all be a moot point and none of it will matter but if 2021 does come, usually this is the type of year or the time of year where we start thinking about like, you know, new, new things, new beginnings, right? Like we start setting goals. Um, you know, we talk about setting new Bible reading plans or a new diet and exercise. I know you and I are going to be doing, uh, building some new habits to hold each other accountable in our eating because we eat way too much sugar. Uh, mm, we're going to be, sugar. you know, <laughs> we're going to be eating a lot of that over Christmas. Uh, new weekly schedules and calendars. You know, we go buy these new day planners. We go spend like, you know, $75 at Staples on all this stuff that we use for like January. And then we, you know, lose it because it gets lost in between the cushions of the couch or something. Um, you know, new goals. There's all sorts of new possibilities in January. So we're just going to talk about um, like good practices for annual planning. And so Logan, like how can we head into the new year setting ourselves up to be productive in a God honoring way? What are some good practices just overall? Well, one of the first ones that I would say um, that I did last year and I've sort of done in previous years, but I, I really want to set up a, an annual pattern of doing this is reflection is a year in review. Mm. So how do you start off the year thinking about annual planning? Well, review the previous year. 
Um, and there's many, I mean, you could just Google year in review template or checklist. Um, but if you're someone who has previously set goals, it's just a really good time to evaluate how did you do on achieving those goals? You know, if you set goals for 2024 diet and exercise, where, where were you at on that? Mm. Um, if you set a reading goal or some form of productivity goal, um, question to, uh-huh. question, what if you yes. don't remember the goals that you set? Well, then that could be <laughs> in your year in review that you didn't set actual tangible uh, solid goals that could be remembered and you didn't create any way of measuring them. So um, <laughs> that could that could illuminate lots of ways that you attack 2021. 20, um, so, again, I think that a year in review is good if you don't if you didn't set any goals that in of itself is, you know, illuminating, because what that means is you probably shouldn't set 20 goals. So going from zero to 20 is mm. probably not smart. Um, but if you did set goals and you, you see patterns of I didn't achieve any of my goals. Well, maybe you set too many mm-hmm. or maybe you didn't have accountability. Maybe the goals you set weren't achievable in a year, you know, and, and so it's it's good to reflect on what you accomplished. And it really, I think, will help you, you know, don't just look at it as like pass fail. Um, if you set out to lose 20 pounds and you only lost 10 that's still 10 pounds you know there should be a yeah you need to celebrate the progress you made um but there is a critical component of just trying to evaluate okay going into 2021 where were my shortfalls and how do i address them to be more successful in achieving whatever goals i set forth in 2021 so that that's that's a key one for me is trying to do a good and this is the perfect time to do it last two mm. weeks uh or last weekish of the 2020 is you know just take a take an hour maybe three hours maybe half a day and just reflect and be like you know what all did I accomplish in 2020? What did God do in and through me in 2020? What do I have um, that I should be praising God for, being encouraged about? And where are some areas that I could improve and learn from my, you know, shortfalls? Yeah, that's good. That's good. Yeah, um, I think, you know, setting good goals is obviously, you know, something that's you know, really important. Uh, and I also think that, uh, you know, when it comes to like annual planning, things like that, I think, you know, calendaring is another thing that's important to think about, like how you're going to structure your, your week. Um, so I, you know, one of the things that I have done that's been really helpful for me is, and I know you've done this as well. And, and I've done this for you know a while and I've tried different ways of, of doing this, but basically having a template schedule for each week. And, um, I actually liked the one that you did so much that I've, you know, ended up modeling mine off of yours because I thought yours was a lot better than the one I was using. Uh, by the way, guys, Logan is like, just being real, like Logan is the one with the knowledge and the experience here in this category. Um, so we're really kind of uh, leaning heavily on him here in this episode because he's thought through a lot of this stuff really well. And uh, he's he's a productivity and annual planning guru, in my opinion. So um, uh, I appreciate that endorsement. You bet. You bet. So but 
uh, I think having a template schedule for each week where you have blocks of time set aside for each of the areas of your life where you kind of, you know what to expect each week. Like, you know, okay, on Mondays from 9 a.m. to noon, this is when I'm going to set aside time to read and to study. And then from, you know, noon to 2 p.m., this is when I'm going to, you know, work on our pot, you know, work on my podcast. And then from, you know, 2 to 5 p.m., I'm going to have set aside for meetings and for, you know, administrative work. And so you've got like, almost these windows um, and you're doing it in a way where you're not like rigid, you know, it's not like, um, I, I don't mean calendaring like specific meetings. I mean, calendaring blocks of time where you've also got enough um, flexibility and uh, margin built into your calendar to where you can uh, adjust because, you know, life is obviously not going to be predictable. It's going to throw curveballs at us. Things are going to come up. Um, you know, things are going to happen. Meetings are going to run late, uh, stuff like that. And so I think being able to have blocks of time scheduled and one of the good things about having this, these blocks of time is that it enables you as you kind of combine setting your goals with calendaring, it enables you to kind of have a visual look at your calendar and go, okay, um, like it, how, it, what areas of my life might be being neglected as I kind of look at how I have built out my, the, my schedule template, you know, like if yeah. I, I see all these blocks and I got a ton of time dedicated towards ministry, but not really a lot of time specifically marked off for, you know, being with my wife and my kids. Well, then that means that you probably need to change that template up. So, yeah. yeah. No, that's so good. I mean, and, and you did allude to me thinking a lot about this. And I mean, this is this is something that I I have in a consultant kind of way helped people um, run through kind of this process. Uh, and um, I'm not trying to say someone can email me and I can help you. <laughs> and with for ninety nine ninety nine, you can email I mean, Logan. I and, mean, it, no, it's kidding. <laughs> I mean, if if someone if someone really needs help in this way, we can figure something out. But I mean, the free thing I can tell you is, um, I mean, there's so much that goes into this, uh, and there's just really good resources. I would, you know, things like "Do More Better" by Tim Chalice mm-hmm. is super helpful in helping you kind of think through your areas of responsibility and your roles within those areas. And I mean, mo- your schedule. Yeah, especially if you're a ministry leader listening to this, um, it, it, you need to have, to the best of your ability, a more proactive than reactive posture on your schedule because mm-hmm. there is no end of people who want your time. And I said that, want your time. It doesn't necessarily mean they need your time, but when you are in any type of counseling or leadership role, there just seems to be people who are attracted to those types of people. Mm -hmm. And you can't be everything to everyone all the time and still be a faithful Christian Mm -hmm. because we are finite. We're not infinite. And there are levels of priority that need to go to things like our physical and spiritual health, our relational health with our spouse in our marriage, our relational health with our children, if we have them in our family uh, and things like that. And it's so easy to get neglected if all we're doing is responding to you know, people asking us for, hey, can I call you? Hey, here's an email. Hey, can we meet? Um, and 
there's a lot of uh, a lot of that stuff that you know uh, we need to say no to mm-hmm. because we can't say yes to everything. God didn't design us that way, and so really you you, you need to establish what are your areas of responsibility that really only you are the person. So you're the only one who can love and lead your wife well and your family well, uh, because it's not anyone else's job. Mm-hmm. You, you, you are appointed by God in that way to, to love and lead like Christ in a selfless sacrificial manner, but, um, also to provide and these types of things. And so someone else might can be delegated that ministry task. Someone else might can fill the pulpit, you know, one Sunday a month, someone else might can, uh, counsel this person and, uh, but no one can really love and lead your, your family like God's called you to do. Yep. And so I would just encourage anyone who's listening to this, who is a ministry leader to, um, when you're getting ready to set out to do this in 2021, to identify those areas of responsibility and really ask yourself, which are these, which are of these things can I not delegate? Yeah. I cannot delegate mm-hmm. my physical health, my spiritual health. I cannot delegate my fam, the leading of my family. But I might can delegate some of the teaching and preaching responsibilities. I might can figure a better way of doing email and uh, setting up office hours or times that I will or will not take phone calls. Um, and it's so important for the for the modeling of healthy boundaries and uh, margin for your congregants, for future mm-hmm. leaders. Um, but if if your children see that, you know, you are always going after church members and meeting with people who are going through anything from, you know, I'm, I'm going through a challenging season with a boyfriend, girlfriend, or, you know, the loss of someone important to me or a spiritual question or theological question, and you're missing sporting events and you're not there at night to for dinner and things like that. They see that. Mm-hmm. And uh, we want our children and our spouses to love the church, not think that the church is our mistress. And one of the ways that we can help discipline ourselves and have kind of a uh, hold on that is to clearly see how we schedule our time. Yeah. I love that. I love not reacting to needs and um, building your schedule around the demands of others, but instead being, like you said, proactive in calendaring out our week. And then it's not it's not unloving or, or, or lacking in compassion to ask people to, to fit into your schedule. Right. Um, you know, especially as a pastor, church planter, like you're, uh, you're tasked with caring for lots of people. And there are lots of people who desire your time and need your time. And so it's, it's, you know, understandable that, you know, you can't just build your schedule around the tyranny of the urgent, you know, just wherever the needs are coming up, well, I'm just going to react to that or else it's going to be chaotic and you're going to be going a million different directions all at once. Um, and it's ultimately, you know, like you said, it's unhealthy. Um, so yeah, I think having some sort of schedule template like that is really important. Uh, and then I also think just, you know, um, being able to kind of organize your thoughts and organize your to-do list. Like there's some, there's some good tools out there. Uh, I know that I use and Logan, maybe you've got some other tools. I'll kind of talk about a couple of them real quick that, uh, that I think are helpful, uh, for me. I know, um, as far as like day to day calendaring, like being able to keep track of meetings and events, I use Google calendar. Um, so Same. I use it as well. Yeah. And I ha- I have to put everything 
on Google Calendar that I'm going to do, if it's if it involves another person, uh, if it's any sort of meeting, um, you know, or any sort of commitment that I've got, then I've got to put it on Google Calendar or I'll probably forget. Um, and I also share, we, you know, one of the things I love about Google Calendar is that you can share the calendar with your family. So my wife and I have shared Google Calendar and then we've got a, you know, I've got a different calendar for every area of responsibility of my, for my life. So I've got a, you know, Pillar DC calendar. So any meetings having to do with the church, Pillar DC, uh, anything that's just personal for me, you know, goes on my personal calendar, anything that involves my wife and I both doing something together, you know, we've got a calendar for that. Uh, but we, we share all of those calendars with each other. So my wife at any time she can look and see what I'm doing, um, that day and that week, and I can look and see what she's doing. And so, uh, one of the great things is it prevents a lot of arguments and prevents yeah. a lot of like, you didn't tell me you had anything going on there. We, we, where we kind of cross schedule and, and all that stuff. So yeah, definitely no, Carla and I do the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. We have Carla has a calendar on Google Calendar. I have a calendar on Google Calendar, and then we have a joint family is what we call it calendar. So yep. if we're both doing the same thing, then it gets input in the family calendar, and it is so glorious. Oh yeah, to be able to. I mean, yeah. It. I. I can't tell you how many fights <laughs> have been avoided because we we know what's going on, and there's not a. Like you were saying, like, I can't, but what, you know, you didn't tell me about this. It's on the calendar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. We still have a couple of those every now and then. Cause as, especially if something doesn't get put on the calendar, cause now we're so yeah. dependent on it. We're like, why didn't you put it on the calendar? Like I, I look at the calendar and it was free. And so, yeah. yeah. So, um, and it, it does take discipline by the way, I think to start a pattern like this, like when I first started using Google calendar, I wasn't. As I wasn't super consistent at putting everything on there. I think you just have to discipline yourself to do it and see and like just understand that in the long run, it will be extremely helpful for you. If you can build the habit mm-hmm. of putting everything on there, then you're not going to start. You won't like you won't feel like you're dropping balls all over the place, right? Like you won't feel no. overwhelmed because and you won't always have this sense of like, am I forgetting something? Am I like, is there something that I'm dropping the ball? You know, that feeling like when you when you're on your way to the airport for vacation and you're like almost every time I feel like I feel like I'm forgetting something. And some people live their lives like that. And yeah, man. I'm like, man, like you don't have to live that way. It's actually like <laughs> I run into it all the time uh, with, you know, it, it's not common in um, Iceland for people to be very structured and organized and administratively savvy with a lot of calendaring. And mm-hmm. I mean, you just see it. You, you just feel for people because it's it's uh, it just looks um, it just looks so frustrating and so just anxiety producing mm-hmm. um uh i can't tell i mean i know people in, who because of their disorganization have missed flights um <laughs> because of various reasons and and you know wait until the last day before going somewhere to not know where they're going to stay when they land and yeah um and so organization frees you up i mean I, I i had a friend of mine who's icelandic who uh went to germany and w- came back i went and picked him up and uh, he was like, I, 
you know, I think this organization thing is great. I was like, what are you talking about? And he goes, we were able to do so much stuff because the person I was visiting had plans and, <laughs> and roadmaps and, you know, had timelines and it was incredible. Uh, and I just laughed yeah. and this is not a slight on Icelandic culture, but it's just, you know, disorganized people by and large have, um, when it comes to life's demands, have a harder time navigating them because they're just unprepared, mm -hmm. you know? And so there is a sense to where this is helpful and it's helpful for your own soul mm -hmm. because uh, you, there's less of a chance that the devil can use that frustration and that disappointment um, to really bring out our, our fleshliness. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Um, but yeah, I've got, I've got a few recommendations. Um, I mean, Google calendar definitely. And the whole Google ecosystem is really great if you nerd out on it. Um, and if, I mean, I, there was a podcast that, um, was done by the guys at EST, which is the established church podcast, Josh King and Sam Rayner. They did one on where they, they both nerded out on these, on the Google ecosystem and how that has helped them with a lot of just with meetings and with tasks and with notes. Um, so you can go nerd out on that, but if you like other types of things I use, um, for, uh, Productivity for project management. I use an app called Tick Tick, T I C K T I C K, which is really good. Um, there's a free system called Notion, N O T I O N, that's really really good for a whole bunch of stuff. Now you can get lost in these systems. Mm -hmm. So if you want simple, stay with Google. If you want like if if you're someone who's really busy and really needs a robust system, uh, they exist. Um, I also want to say, so plugging another podcast other than. E is redeeming productivity. Mm. It's a guy named Reagan Rose who used to work at Grace Community Church in their um, online communication department. Uh, he nerds out on productivity more than I do, and I've benefited greatly from his blog and his podcast. Um, and, you know, I, I'm going to default to Tim Chalice on this in the fact that productivity is the ability for us to do um, more good for others, for the glory of God, mm -hmm. that the more we can get done and, and done well, do them like, do things like Christians, mm -hmm. do it with excellence and do it without getting frustrated and do it without really showing some of our poor colors, um, and do good for other people all for the glory of God. That is kind of what Christian productivity should be. Yeah. It's that we're taking control of the day that God gave us the hours that God has called us to steward the opportunities, uh, the people, and we're, we're being smart about how we use our time while understanding that our time is, you know, undefined. God knows how many hours we have. We don't. Mm -hmm. And so we make our plans. God establishes our steps. We hold them loosely. We say, Lord willing, but it is kind of an effort to take dominion. Mm -hmm. If anything, it's, it's really this effort to, Hey, God gave me this life and he's given me these people. He's given me this job and I want to steward it well. Yeah. So I would just encourage, you know, this is a worthwhile thing to, to get to having a more structured way of calendaring and, and doing this type of annual planning and being productive for the glory of God. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, um, that's a good word, bro. Uh, I think remembering why we're trying to be, uh, you know, organized and, you know, why we want to calendar well and uh, and set goals and all that good stuff is ultimately, you know, for the glory of God. It's not about getting a lot done for getting a lot of done, for getting much done's sake. It's ultimately, you know, how are we glorifying God and loving other people, uh, you know, in the best way possible. And that, and so that means like, yes, like do a lot of good for others, but it also necessitates rest. Uh, you know, so, I mean, just making sure that you are like, we're not, it's not just lip service. when we say build margin into your calendar, like you must do that. Jesus said, abide in me for apart from me, you can do nothing. And even Jesus himself had to go away to desolate places to pray, spend time with the father. Um, you, you've got to do that. You've got to build in rest. You've got to Sabbath. You've got to spend time with your family. That's your first, that, that's, you know, your, uh, the most important person you're going to disciple is your spouse, uh, and then your children. And so that's your primary responsibility. You cannot neglect them. So, you know, just yes, get much done for the glory of God, but also, uh, abide in him and make sure that you are not neglecting your most basic responsibilities. Um, couple other couple other tools that you know I'll share before we we wrap things up uh, that I use so I use evernote uh, I know that's a pretty popular one uh, I like evernote a lot for like uh, keeping lists and taking notes on different and you can kind of categorize you can create different categories within evernote and then make categories on them so like one of the things I like to use it for is uh, planning meeting agendas right for like uh, you know the agenda for our elders meeting or the agenda for our staff meeting and also taking notes on different uh, uh, people I'm discipling. I'm discipling, you know, like five different guys. And so to help me remember what we talked about the, you know, the week before when we met up and what kind of goals I gave them, you know, and, and what they were, maybe what I'm, how I'm praying for them per, you know, the, the specific things that we talked about so that I can remember, because I'm, if I try to keep all that in my head, I'm not going to remember all of it. There's got to be a way for me to organize that and keep all that info kind of in a digital file. Uh, uh, so to speak, so that my brain doesn't have to try to file it and keep it. Um, and then, uh, you know, Trello is also another program that some people use for that. I know my wife loves Trello. She uses uh, that and it's another, it's similar to Evernote in that way that it helps categorize and organize things into lists. Um, and then um, as far as like a, ta- a daily to-do list, this is the, this one I got from Tim Challies. I, I'd never heard about it until I read Do More Better, uh, Tim Challies' book. Uh, but Todoist is definitely probably my favorite app now outside of Google Calendar. Uh, I use that on a daily basis and it's just we don't have time to really get into the details, but you need to go check it out. We could probably talk about it a lot and all the neat features it has. Uh, but it, they've really thought through everything in my opinion, in terms of like, it's simple and yet it is, it, it does everything you would need it to do without it being like this overwhelming beast of an app that's, that has this huge learning curve. It doesn't have a huge yeah. learning curve. I was able to figure it out in about, you know, 20, 30 minutes. Like I had it down and, and I was able to make use of its full capacity. So, yeah. Quick question. Yep. Is there an email other than our personal email that if anyone wants to reach out to us and say, hey, we'd like another podcast on some of these and how you use it. 
Um, is there a way that they can get in touch with us without just sending us an email, or do we need to tell them to go to the get in, get in the trenches dot com and contact us that way? Yeah, no, we don't have a official in the trenches email. It's just my email or yours. Uh, you can go to get in the trenches dot com and you can do the contact us form, or if you just look in the show notes uh, for the episode, we've got both of our personal email addresses in there, and so you can email us. Like if you want, like if you want to see like what our weekly calendar template looks like, if you want like. Mm-hmm. You know, that week we'll even send you like the template and you can just kind of, you know, take it and make it your own kind of a deal. Um, yeah, we will we will share anything. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I I have probably too many resources. So if anyone's <laughs> interested and if you want another, I mean, I'm if you want to be a part of helping us plan our 2021 podcast season and you might want like how we integrate these things, let us know. Um, because uh, I can I can definitely think that some some people would benefit from you know uh knowing how to do that one last thing that i would say is something that i use regularly for like a day planner oh yep uh and i want to i want to plug it because um it is especially christian so uh life journal which is both a print and a um digital journal put out by uh a website uh, and a company called Gospel Focused. Mm-hmm. So if you go to, um, I believe it's Gospel, um, let me see. Yeah, gospelfocused.com. You can get their 2021 uh, life journal, and it is broken into these sections. So there's a calendar section, goals, habits, weekly calendar, prayer, planner and journal. So this is like a daily planner and journal template. Bible study. They used the ransom method, um, which was put out by Joe Thorne and Jimmy Fowler from Doctrine and Devotion. Then there's a notes section. Then there's a create section. Like it is so well done. Mm. And you can get the digital version um, if you want a PDF and you use an iPad or something, or you can get a print version. But I, I would do want to plug the Life Calendar. Uh, I think it is what's a the great. Web, what's the website? Planner. Gospelfocused.com. Cool. All right. Thanks for that uh, plug. I'm going to go check it out and uh, see what it's all about. All right. Hey, we want to thank you guys, our listeners, for tuning into another episode of In the Trenches. Uh, as always, make sure you head on over to our website, www.getinthetrenches.com, and you can find links to other episodes, blog posts, all that good stuff. Uh, and if you have not subscribed to the podcast, you can do so on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, and lots of other platforms. So please uh, make sure and go subscribe so that when a new episode drops, you can get it right away. Um, we're going to be back next year with another episode of In the Trenches. Actually, well, Lord willing, yeah, Lord willing, next year. So two weeks, uh, we'll be back in uh, January 2021 with another episode of In the Trenches. So we hope you guys have a merry Christmas and go out there and get in those trenches, church planners. Yeah.